All right, ladies and gentlemen, uh, today's episode had some trouble with the audio synchronization when I first uploaded it, so I had to re-upload it. Uh, if that is not your liking or you experience some kind of inconvenience through this, I sincerely invite you to go fuck yourself. I do not give a fuck. Um, eat shit and die. I mean, these are kook, cult, demons, hardcore, evil. I mean, these people are flaming scum, wild, crazy, dangerous people, just like the Nazis, the Soviets, all of them. Pol Pot killing 31% of Cambodia, murdering anybody that could read or write or wear glasses. You're like, why'd he do that? Because he's a flaming loon. They like it. They like black uniforms and torturing children. They do it all over the world. I Not see it all now we're recording. All right, so there is a decent chance that this get, gets cut off after like 40 minutes uh, because, well, you know, where would we be without corporate greed? <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, uh, please welcome a large member of the LP, uh, Joshua Smith. Hey, thank you guys so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Yeah, man. Thanks for coming on. This was of a very long time in the making. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I know it was, I guess you guys asked you, were you asking me during my first run to come on? Was it 2018 or 2020? Uh, must've been 2020 because I launched this show November or December, 2019. So, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So it was last year. It was last year for my campaign and it got pretty crazy. I tried to do all the podcasts I could, but I mean, I was traveling. I, I traveled to 14 States before the, 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 country finally shut me down and said, you weren't allowed to go to these conventions anymore because of this pandemic. And, yeah. um, and then I met my girlfriend at one of the last conventions I went to, and I ended up moving to Iowa, uh, to get away from the, the 24 hour, uh, lockdown in California. And, uh, I just never left. I just stayed and we had a baby and <laughs> life, life changed drastically. So that's, that's where I'm at now. And, um, it's a lot colder here than what I'm used to. That's for sure. Yeah. Well, I mean, I suppose you have like a thousand and one children to keep you warm. So yeah, exactly. Yeah. Six of them, <laughs> six of them here, uh, a grandchild on the way in the next two and a half or three weeks that will also live with us. So we'll have seven in the house with two newborns. It's going to oh, be a while. You're going to be one of those, um, like semi cavemen living like five generations in one house. Yeah, exactly. I know my, my grandma and my mom and my sister are coming to visit um, next month after my daughter's baby's born. And there, there, will, there will actually be five generations in this home uh, while they're here. So, so uh, <laughs> yeah, when are you going to sleep next year? God, yeah, I don't I don't get a lot of sleep these days, man. You know, we got the, the baby. Uh, the baby co-sleeps with me and my girlfriend. So um, he, he wakes up, but she's pretty good. She's pretty good about uh, She's got a kind of like a system where she just rolls over and puts a boob in his mouth. And then, you know, he goes right back to sleep so we've I been mean, we've been pretty lucky about it yeah you know it works for it, it really works for all men to be honest with <laughs> yeah, you, but, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. especially for baby men and and so uh, he's yeah he's pretty he's pretty good about sleeping through the night he wakes up and eats maybe once or twice and needs his diaper changed and then he's good and um he's he's a really good baby and he's gigantic i mean gigantic yeah. fucking baby he's you know we had him he was eight pounds 13 ounces um his name is mateo, mateo by the way and uh now i mean he's he's two feet long uh, he's just a giant i mean he's, the the difference between eight weeks ago when he was born and now is just massive he's gonna be a huge kid it's i'm worried about uh our costco bill <laughs> <laughs> oh. well 
you know, you might uh, later on be able to make some money out of him if when he uh, starts his career as a professional number two. a professional football player. That's what we want. That's what we want to see. We want to <laughs> oh, see. The, I was uh, thinking more in the direction of a professional wrestler, but you know. Yeah, that too. But you know, the uh, the number one draft in the NFL draft will take it. You know, start <laughs> start playing football. And he's five. He's going to be ready to go. Uh, no, I don't know. That was, that was, that was his dad's dream. You know, I wanted to be a professional football player my, my whole childhood. That's what I, I wanted to be either that or go to the Olympics for wrestling. I did both sports, but, um, it never worked out that way. And now, you know, now I'm pushing 40 and I look back and I'm like, man, you know, if I would have just applied myself a little bit harder, I could probably, I probably could have got there. I was good enough to get there. And I, I didn't do it, unfortunately. And, um, you know, once, once you hit my age, you, you're kind of like, well, there's absolutely no fucking chance I can do it now. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah. I feel that struggle. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was funny, actually, uh, like four years ago. So in my thirties, I was like 33 or something. I actually played a season of semi-pro football and a buddy of mine, um, he, he convinced me to go for tryouts and, uh, you know, he wasn't serious about it. I didn't think I was going to be serious about it. And so I went to tryouts and it ended up in this, this like actual scrimmage game. Like, you know, it was a, a, a light tackle game with no pads and, um, the next day they called me, they're like, Hey, we'd like to have you on the team. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. Are you serious? <laughs> and so uh, I ended up playing a season of semi-pro football, you know, in my, my mid thirties. And, uh, I got really lucky. We, we, we played six games. It was a six game season, short season. And, um, we won five, we went five and one, and then we lost in the championship game. Um, uh, but I didn't get injured and like a large majority of the team by the end of the season was injured. And so I felt really, you know, lucky to be like the third oldest guy in the entire league, uh -huh. not just my team, the entire league and still make it to the championships without an injury. So, so <laughs> that's pretty impressive. Decided, you know what? I I've tried one career, um, with a high chance of brain damage. Let's go for a career for the brain damage. I want to yes. become a politician. Oh, I, yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, that too. Well, it, so, I, yeah, so scared, it oh, was the brain damage that, that led you into the Libertarian Party? Oh, or? It, that was brain damage. Brain damage has led me to a lot of things, sir, a lot, okay? <laughs> Not just the Libertarian Party, a lot of things. Uh, no, I, I definitely, I'm sure that, you know, when I die, they're going to study my brain and find that I have CTE. I did MMA for 10 years. You know, I, I took thousands of kicks and punches to the head. I played football on and off for years and years and years. I wrestled for 14 years uh, and I got a big head. So I've slammed it on everything, you know, and, um, but I'm sure, yeah, you know, the, the Libertarian Party to, to me, it's, you know, it's one of those things. I take a lot of shit. I'm not like the rest of the, the, the clowns in the Libertarian Party. There's a lot of clowns in the Libertarian Party, and they, they've given us a bad name for a long time. Thankfully, now there's some pretty staunch Libertarian people from the, the Liberty Movement kind of positioning themselves to take that party away from the nerds, which is nice. Um, and so hopefully that's what's happening. I think I, I feel like I've kind of led that revolution in the Libertarian Party. You know, I started this in 2016. Um, I, I was watching the direction of the Libertarian Party and, and saying, no, no fucking way. There's no way that this this party that has this libertarian name, this name that's like, you know, stands for for principles and liberty is going to continue to be this blue pilled piece of shit, uh, you know, beltway libertarian party that like is soft on principles and um, elects people that were uh, uh, Raytheon lobbyists and CFR board members. And uh, no, no, fuck, fuck that. And so that's why I started running for chair of the party, because it's like, well, you know, I may not win this, but maybe we shift the Overton window. We start getting some radical uh, uh, liberty loving people into this party. 
that that will actually do something politically in this country and and i think that it started moving that way you know right. it's still still a battle yeah. but but yeah it's a clown world man you you have no idea you come to a convention you come to a come to a national convention for the libertarian party and you will be like what the f- are we are we a fucking comic-con what is going on here <laughs> yeah but i mean yeah dude it's crazy bro it's i mean it's fun too because there's a lot you know there's a lot of cool libertarians too and good good name ones like andrew heaton and comes to him and monster and um you know dave smith will probably be at the next one and tom woods comes to him and um you know there's a lot of it's a lot of interesting people scott horton has come to several national conventions and you know ron paul you know was the uh the 1988 presidential candidate for the libertarian party so i mean it's got some good history. Murray Rothbard was one of the founders of the Libertarian Party, called the Libertarian Party the, the political arm of the liberty movement. Um, you know, there's there's some good aspects to the party. It's just kind of been taken over by these blue-pilled uh, cowards. I mean, for, right. for lack of better word, cowardly nerds, yeah. for the lack yeah. of better term, sure. for a long time. And, and um, yeah. we're taking it back. We're taking it back! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh, that's really just... I mean, it's really only the Libertarian Party in name right now. Yeah. So, so, and I mean, the name doesn't really matter. I mean, the Green Party has just a bunch of white people. They're not even green, you know? (laughs) (laughs) It's true. It's true. I've met some Green Party members and they were not fucking green. They are posers. Absolute posers. Did you ever consider just uh, challenging Sarwak to a uh, MMA fight? I have. I actually have done that. <laughs> you have done that. I have done that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. There was one time fuck in 2018 yes. where he was he was saying something. I don't remember what the fuck he was saying, but I was like, hey, man, why don't we just settle this chair thing in, in, a, in an octagon, you know, like a charity fight. Whoever wins, it's over. Then I also, chair, I also uh, uh, challenged him to a karaoke sing-off for national chairman. He, did, he also didn't accept my offer for that either. Um, there's, there's been several other challenges uh, issued to Sarwark for, for chair, but I lost, you know, and he knew he was, he kind of knew he was going to win. So it was, are it you was saying a, he's a bitch on all fronts? I, yeah, I feel pretty like, much. Yeah. Yeah. The, okay. the, C, the CIA is not sending their best, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> for an asset. So there, yeah, the CIA is just not sending their best. So it's unfortunate. You know, I, I used to, I, yeah. here's the funny thing. And They're I say this not all sending the, their best. Yeah. And I, I say this about, I say this in a lot of podcasts, but you know, I used to be this fucking huge Nick Sarwark fanboy. Man, I used to love Nick Sarwark. I was like, man, I want to be like this guy. Yeah, fuck yeah. Your your tears are delicious and your parties will die. Hell yeah, let's kill those parties, you know? And then he started going after Tom Woods and I'm going, hey, wait a minute, what the fuck's going on here, dude? And they started going after Ron fucking Paul. And I'm like, that's Papa Paul, man. There's a whole generation of kids that are ready to fight the state because of Ron Paul in this country. Like we, we would not be what we are at all as a movement in this country if it wasn't for Ron Paul being consistent in what he did since the fucking 70s, dude. And you're going after this 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 libertarian icon, this liberty, freedom, uh, uh, economic freedom icon in this country? Why would you do that other to, than to destroy this movement? Um, and he started going after Dave Smith and Mosh and Eric July. And I was like, that's it that's fucking it. <laughs> that, was, that was literally why I ran for chair in 2018. I was like, I called all these big name libertarians. I'm like, look, somebody's got to run. Somebody's got to run against this guy. We can't, we can't let this guy be the face of libertarianism in, the, in this country. And everyone's like, you're crazy, man. He's the most popular chair in the history of the libertarian party and blah, 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 blah. I'm like, fuck it. I'll do it. <laughs> you know, I'll, I'll go for it. All who right. cares? I, so, I, and, and, and no one knew who I was, but yeah. you know, we did all right. So, <laughs> yeah. so uh, how many, like runs for chair are you in now i'm in my third yeah third my okay third, so yeah 
if I were to give you a somewhat uncharitable interpretation of this whole process, I would say that you are uh, consistently trying and failing to uh, obtain some amount of power um, in a party that is consistently trying and failing to obtain some amount of power. <laughs> and, and you would not, you would not be wrong, honestly. I mean, um, you know, the good thing is, is though, I doubled my support between 2018 and 2020, right? Uh, Nick, Nicholas Sarwark beat, him, beat me handedly. I mean, it was not fucking close, mm -hmm. you know? And, uh, and I came back in 2020 and, and, and honestly, I, I lost by a hundred votes. Um, and, and honest, there's some discrepancies there too. I mean, some people think that maybe it was cheated. Uh, all the motion votes prior to the election for chair were about 650 to 700 votes. And then all of a sudden there was 950 votes for the chair election. So it's, it's kind of disputed a little bit amongst some people. It's not something that I've ever pushed to audit. I'm not, I'm not going to throw, throw a fit. I'm just going to keep working, but um, yeah, I mean, that's exactly what happened. And, and um, but, but now it's kind of like, you know, I was a nobody blue collar working class, like maintenance man from fucking Washington state, you know, the first time I ran and I had no following, I probably had 27 uh, followers on Twitter. Uh, no, you know, I'll only my family were my friends on Facebook at the time, you know, and now it's like, I have this fucking army behind me of people who, who want to see a libertarian party that exudes libertarianism, that exudes these radical principles of freedom. And so it's, it's a little different now. And, and, you know, maybe I go back, maybe I go into Reno in 2022 and I fucking lose again, but I lose by 25 votes or something. You know what I mean? It's like, we've built the movement. You can't, you can't expect to go up against this political party that's filled with these blue pilled, uh, uh, shit heels that don't really care about libertarianism and just take it over in two years or one year. Right. And so, uh, I think that we've started to see the political shift in the party, but we've also seen this massive growth. It's the, the largest and fastest growth. The, the libertarian party has seen in, 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 I mean, since at least 2000, so over two decades okay. and, cool. and, um, uh, you know, th these are good libertarian people coming into the party. It's not like, it's not like a bunch more beltway bill weld people coming, you know, it's yeah. actual fucking radical, like anarcho capitalists and, and staunch, like hardcore, small government constitutionalists. And, you know, and, and so it's, it's better. It's better than what the party was before. And hopefully it just keeps going in that direction. We just, you know, you got to shift an Overton window at, at, at anything you do when it comes okay. to politics. And yeah, that's I, basically what we're doing. Right. Um, so I wonder, because um, I've spoken to, um, he's not on Twitter anymore, which is a pity, but um, I have spoken quite a bit to uh, Mr. Krat from the government, Theodore. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And uh, I, share his um let's put it mildly critical view uh of the lp um uh, oh yeah sure sure you know me and him were me and him debated this one time oh really well yeah we start we started to debate it on the brian nichols show and then apparently the feds got him and cut, cut off his internet halfway through the debate so oh shit <laughs> or maybe i just made so many good points that he just took off i don't know i don't know which one. not um i know i know no i i really don't i i, I assume that his internet got shut off somehow um yeah. and he and he took off and then when we went to find him his twitter was actually gone too so um i don't know i, I haven't seen him since i don't know what happened yeah. to him. it was it was it actually was a, a spectacular exit 
Yeah, it really was. But you know what? It was actually a really productive conversation. We had a really good conversation because he he doesn't know all the inner workings of the Libertarian Party like I do. He hasn't gone up against somebody who's actually in yeah. national leadership for the fucking Libertarian Party. He doesn't understand that um, we went from like 40 local race uh, uh, races won to over 350 local uh, elections won. Races, races, races. Yeah, Yeah, like like elections, right? Like so, we actually (laughs) so we went we went from like forty seats held around the country uh, to like over three hundred in the last couple Mm -hmm. years. Um, We've now started getting state legislators elected. But the thing about about Teddy, I like to call him is. We actually agree, we actually agree, uh, me and Teddy, we actually agree that, you know, the party should be focused on these lower level elections first, um, because that's where we can actually win and make the biggest difference. And so we actually didn't disagree on a whole lot of things, except for the whole, like, you know, the Libertarian Party is irrelevant and should be abolished thing. Obviously, yeah. I don't agree there. Yeah, but, uh, we, well, we agreed on a path and like the, the, what the, yeah. what the party should be doing. So, all right. Well, I, I mean, heard it's in Argentina, no way. <laughs> together with hitler yeah yeah ted teddy's down there with hitler and uh and tupac i'm sure yeah (laughs) all right well um enough of the well almost enough of the incredibly boring lp question um so um i know that quite a few of the well people that i think we share most of our ideology with that Tom Woods's, Dave Smith's, Pete Quinones's, uh, are all part of the uh, Mrs. Caucus. Um, sure. So, what uh, are you a member of this uh, of this Mrs. as well? Yeah, I'm. I I was one of the original members of the caucus actually, and uh, you know I was twice um, endorsed by the Mises Caucus for chair. You know I was their candidate for chair in 2018 and 2020. Uh, 2020. Um, I don't think I'm going to be their candidate in 2022. Just to be honest with you, I I think that they're running um, Angela McArdle, which is fine. You know I'm not going to be I'm not going to be mad or say anything bad about the caucus. Um, I'm going to continue to run for chair. I'm going to continue to to try to be the chair of this party. I put a lot of fucking heart and soul into to, to becoming the chair of the party. And um, so I'm going to run. And, and the, the good thing about the, the way the elections work is uh, for, for chair is um, it's, you know, you have to get over 50% to win. So it's not going to hurt me or Angela if we're both running, but um, yeah, the Mises caucus is great. They're, you know, they're, they're these really staunch, hardcore, like Murray Rothbard, uh, Ludwig von Mises, inspired libertarians who who um, are tired of watching you know people drag the name libertarian through the mud in this country and um, they've put in the fucking work they got you know they got I think 49 states organized now they actually have organizers and and representatives in 49 of the 50 states um, they've they've funded uh, local and and, and county um, level candidates around the country, including some that have won. Um, you know, they've they've helped kind of reform the Libertarian Party. I know that a lot of people don't see it as a reform thing yet, but it is reforming. And so they've done a lot of work. I mean, it's just, and, and it started in 2017. You know, it's, it's not like, you know, it's not like some old thing that's been going on a long time. They've shown how what we are saying works and how the Libertarian Party should be run and how, you know, the principles should stay at the forefront. So, I, I love him. And I love me. I love Mike Heiss. You know, I, I know we actually had a phone call today talking about the the chair race and how, you know, he, he's, he feels like the, the caucus wants to go this way. And I, and I, I'm not mad and I'm still going to love those guys. And, and Michael Heiss has been one of my best friends for the last five years. Right. So, so um, why, um, it's, it's yeah, sorry, Dr. Wood, one more question. Um, 
why would you vote um, for a person that has a name that sounds like you're choking on some sort of Scottish dish, like, I don't know, boiled uh, swine gut. Like, Scarlet <laughs> just sounds like you're, it doesn't sound good. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I get it. Are you talking about, you're talking about McArdle, Angela McArdle? Yeah, yeah. I mean, McArdle yeah. sounds just like you're choking on big guts or something. <laughs> hey, here's the thing about Angela. Angela's a good friend of mine, like really good friend, okay? Uh, regardless of how her last name sounds, she is a fucking staunch, hardcore, unapologetic libertarian. So if, if Angela becomes the chair and I become the vice chair or I become the, uh, uh, you know, an at-large again or whatever it is, or I become the chair and Angela becomes a vice chair and an at or an at-large, like I'm going to be happy either way because our principles do not differ. I mean, when it all comes right. to princi principles, they do not differ at all. We are both fucking hardcore Mises, like libertarians. And, uh, you know, I think where we differ is maybe our knowledge of how the national party works. I've been, I've been, this is my second term in national leadership. It'll be my third if I get elected again. Um, and it will be her first if she's elected. So I think that's the only big difference. Other than that, I don't think we have different visions for how to run the party. I don't think we, we have no different principles whatsoever. We're definitely both unapologetic libertarians. So um, she's cool. She's cool. I, I want to beat her and I want to win. I want to be the chair of this the, the party and, and lead the party away from this blue pill bullshit. But I mean, you know, what, what, whatever. It's cool. We'll see what happens. All right. Well, it's sort of uh, weird thing, you know, uh, because you claim to be a member of uh, this uh, Mrs. Caucus, but uh, I can see in your video that you're not a Mrs. You're a Mr. <laughs> <laughs> it's very true. I am actually, I actually have a wiener and everything. That's pretty cool. Uh, uh, no? No, no, absolutely, absolutely. No, it's it's me, sis. Me, sis. Oh, you mean after <laughs> that old uh, Austrian guy? Let me, let me, let me, yeah, let me mansplain this real yeah, quick. Yeah, the one with the mustache. <laughs> let me mansplain this real quick. It's me, sis. Yeah, yeah, that little, the little, the little guy kind of, yeah. Yeah, really wrote the, the wrote some, wrote some really good. Yeah, I wrote some really good books. Uh, yeah. That one that's like, you know, longer than the Bible, human action or something. I don't remember. Yeah, I've mostly heard of the one that's called uh, my uh, my fight or something. Oh, that that Führer dude from Germany. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we, yeah, that guy. Uh, he's yeah. living in Argentina with Tupac and and uh, and Teddy right now. I think. Mm. That one. Huh? <laughs> so, Josh, you put me in in an interesting position because I am an anarchist. Hey. There's just there's no there's no way flat out I don't want to be governed. I didn't agree to participate in this system. I would like to opt out and be left the fuck alone, uh, you know, to Why have my chickens. To Somalia, then? Hey, hey, wait, wait. Well, because me, it's me fucking hot and I'm Irish, <laughs> I would cook. <laughs> no. Um, you know, but I like the fact because I'm not going to bring the masses to my way of thinking until true collapse sure. happens. So, so there's a, a, I to be charitable. I like the Libertarian Party because they have a chance of getting to the normies and bringing them, you know, like to the works of Lysander Spooner sure. and Doctor Ron Paul, and you know, actually start educating these people but i disagree with the whole system altogether and i hate how 
the LP could educate people better, but they just fucking they don't. Yeah, they suck. How how would you fix that? Well, we we so I talked a lot about this in my in my uh, free campaigns now, but the uh, focused messaging is something that the party needs to work on. Um, they've been so blue pilled and SJW woke style for the so long that they think that that's what libertarianism is now. Uh, they've been they've been completely fucking silent on the lockdowns for the last year, which has been just absolute bullshit. Uh, you know, we got this tyranny handed to us on a silver platter. What do we do with it? We're fucking quiet. Um, uh, we don't talk about the wars. You know, they're not talking about ending the wars. We're not talking about the. Are you? Uh, oh, still there? Oh, uh, yeah. Sorry, something happened to my computer. Um, and so we've just missed all these really great fucking opportunities. So I want to, you know, as chair, I would set these focused messaging goals. This is what we need to be messaging as a party, create a committee that actually crafts those messages so that when something happens, we actually have these press releases to, to release. We can make media because I'm, I'm obviously a media guy. It's something that we, the libertarian party just sucks at. They have not done well at media whatsoever for a long time. Um, and, and, uh, you know, that's that's the direction I want to take. I want I want a libertarian party, especially a national leadership team for that party. That's going to focus on libertarian messaging because that's half of what this party is is education. It's an educational outlet. I mean, you know, it but even isn't, set... isn't true libertarian messaging anarchy and dissolving yeah, I... governments. Yeah, that's you right. know, like that's so so. And, and let me explain it the way that I've I explained it to Teddy this way. I've explained it to some other anarchists this way that that have got it, and some that have told me to you know go eat my own dick. But um, so no, I haven't yet, unfortunately. <laughs> thank you, thank uh, God. You know, um, so it's all in flexibility. Yeah, you know, really? I, 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 I tried a few times. I just haven't got there yet. I, you know, a couple, yoga. Yeah, a couple more stretching exercises in the morning. I'll get there. But uh, so so no. So here's the thing. Um, our candidates that we're running, the difference between us and the Republicans and Democrats are Republicans and Democrats are running their candidates to, to, to gain power, to take power. Our candidates are running to get into positions to relinquish that fucking power, to, to you know, become a governor to veto bills, become a fucking uh, a city councilman to, to make your city a, a, a two, Second Amendment uh, sanctuary city you know what i mean these, these are the things you can do from those positions so you know the yeah. party was set up for two reasons and it states this in our bylaws you know one is to to run elections and win elections obviously it's a political party we want to win elections but but our candidates have a different goal than the candidates of the two old parties and that we want to get into positions of relinquish power and the other part of that that uh bylaw in our bylaws is as an educational tool to educate people on, on the ideals of libertarianism, right? And, and so I think that the party itself has, has so forgotten about the other half of that bylaw um, for this party that they've only focused on winning elections so much that they forgot that there's this whole principled fucking messaging that this party should be, should be using because we have this national political party stage. I mean, we, we get to run federal candidates in a lot of states. We have ballot access in a lot of states where, you know, our candidates can actually get on the ballot. They can actually get some of the debates. I mean, if you look at our U.S. Senate candidate, Ricky uh, Harrington Sr. in Arkansas this year, he ran against Tom Cotton. Tom Cotton's one of the shittiest fucking Republican senators in the country, right? And uh, they, so, so PBS, okay, fucking PBS, this is a big deal, right? PBS, um, offered a debate to Ricky against Tom Cotton, an hour long debate 
on TV that everyone would be watching. That doesn't happen for our U.S. Senate candidates very often. So Ricky immediately said, yes, agreed. Fuck yeah, I'll do it. This is just a wonderful, nice um, black pastor from, from the South. You know, he's, he's a really nice guy. Tom Cotton refused, didn't show up. So what they do, they gave Ricky Harrington Sr. a fucking hour, dude, an hour on PBS by himself at a lectern addressing his constituency for u.s senate candidacy and he actually took almost 40 percent of the vote that's the, the biggest senate, u.s senate candidate votes that totals that we've ever got but he got this opportunity to to actually message it as as a as a federal candidate for u.s senate that's a great thing the, the more libertarians that we can get into these kind of these kind of situations to to let people in in their constituency know what libertarian libertarianism is the better and and we can't do that with people like fucking Bill Weld muddying the waters, right? right. So that's, and that's where the Mises Caucus comes in. The Mises Caucus is coming in, bringing in new activists, bringing in new candidates. These candidates are going to be, become, you know, the people who are messaging for the party now. And so, you know, that's, that's what drew me to the Mises Caucus in the beginning. It was like, wow, these guys are fucking hardcore, man. They don't give a shit. You know, they, they, they understand that the state will literally napalm your fucking children for resources so they maybe are you what know. libertarians should be exactly my point my point is that with the funds that the lp receives what funds if you just the if you consider the amount of money that goes into running for office and everything that uh the lp and its candidates do my only point is successful insurrections have been funded with less yeah, well, here's the thing: the national, the National Libertarian Party, bud. Like, we we're running on like one and a half million dollars a year. It's fucking nothing. It's peanuts, dude. Peanuts. The 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 Republicans and Democrats are running on like three hundred to eight hundred million dollars. Oh, a year, I know, you know, and I I don't think <laughs> I I don't think they should be there either. I think it's a terrible waste of resources, sure. especially when you look at how many people don't vote. Oh yeah, it's more than half the population that didn't yeah. vote for president in, in twenty sixteen. Yeah. So like. We don't really want to be governed. God, I, yeah, you know? I, I don't either. And and true, I mean, I'm an anarchist too. You know what I mean? Like, I, I understand that some people would look at what I do and where I work and say, "No, you're not." But I am. I fucking, I 100. Yeah. percent I, I would, I if I had the Murray Rothbard button setting on my table right here, I would hit that fucking shit with without a hesitation. Like, right. abolish the federal government, wow. get them fuck out of here, gone. Mm -hmm. Like, no doubt. But mm -hmm. I also understand that, you know, but there's Bolshito could get citizenship. Yes, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> That's why he's over there chirping because he's like, "Hold on, guys, let me in before you dissolve everything and create, you know, a hellscape." Hey, if we don't got government, you can just come on over, bud. You know what I mean? That would be Hang a good deal. <laughs> yeah, you so, know. Wait, Jose gonna get over with all the new roads? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's true. Man, fuck them whole ass roads. Yeah, all the fucking roads connecting fucking Europe and America. <laughs> so I want to uh, circle back to a point you made earlier. You talked about um, a, a black pastor. And I saw that recently you got into uh, a bit of a uh, Twitter spat with uh, some guy going by the name Black Bishop. Um, and he wrote the book uh, Closing the Closet. So closing I, the closet, yeah. Yeah. So I would like to know your uh, opinion on uh, bullying faggots. Oh Jesus! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, oof. 
I, listen, listen, listen. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be straight as fucking shit with you right now. I am from San Francisco. <laughs> I am from San Francisco, California. Okay. If I ever bullied homosexuals, I would have been beaten in the street with baseball bats. Okay. Just without a doubt. I know, I know gays where I'm from that are 10 times tougher than I've ever been in my entire life, bro. It's, it's San Francisco. You know what I mean? So yeah. I, you know, I, I, so, I so that's why people. you didn't. Yeah, yeah, that's what, probably, you know, you I, was scared, the Navy? I, was scared, I was scared for my life. Yeah. And you know, half of the, half the Navy was gay too, really. I mean, to be honest with you, um, <laughs> maybe, maybe more than that, maybe more than that, uh, probably, you probably more than first. that. Definitely when you're out to sea more than that. Um, but, uh, oh, but, uh, you know, it's just like, it's just like, you know, people call me a racist and all this shit. I grew up, I really grew up right outside of Oakland, which is right across the bridge from San Francisco anyways. Um, and, and people, you know, I'm like, I'm like, dude, dude, I didn't have, I didn't have the fucking luxury of being racist where i'm from dude i was the minority you fucking idiots um but um, are you saying you have a black friend a lot a lot of them a lot of them you know, where, where i grew up at, where i grew up it was like less white people than black people man so um North but no I, ohio bro i well, feel you God, yeah, I'm I get... not sure if you could call daddy a friend. It's, it's a bit of a <laughs> It's funny, thanks. I well, you know, and I get I get shit, I get a lot of shit that's unwarranted, man. You know, the deadbeat dad thing, the abuser thing, the the I'm racist and, and this and that and fucking I'm half I'm half Jewish. Don't tell anybody. I don't want anybody to freak out. But um I get I get a lot of shit from these people, man. I I don't I don't it's not it's all made up fairy tale bullshit, anyways. I'm you know, I don't really concern myself with with uh with identity politics at all either way you know what i mean right. i don't i don't i don't i'm never going to join up with the sjw woke fucking class because they suck i mean their their party's got to just be the most boring shit you've ever been to in your life really i mean can you imagine the jokes at the parties you're like really this is boring i'm gonna go home you guys even get any whiskey fuck off you know <laughs> sure. and then and then i don't i don't really want to go hang out with the white nationalists either because yeah. i'm half jewish and they might they might skin me you know what i mean so well, it's like yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah so, exactly and probably meth too so you know, you know. yeah so as a half, uh, as a half Jew, uh, who is it that you have influenced the Libertarian Party more now? What's that? Who is it that you have influenced the Libertarian Party more since you're half Jewish? It's, yeah. Uh, well, he only uh, inherit the the half that wants to keep his shekels. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm half. I'm. I'm. Uh, I'm. I am half Israeli. My dad's side of the family is from Israel. So, um, uh, and my mom's side of the family is from Spain. So I'm like a Spanish. I'm Spanish Jew. Oh man, so you're like equal size, not white. <laughs> and yeah. I've never that, that, this is actually news to me. I've never heard you referred to as a person of color. Yeah, I know. I know. Everyone calls so me a you, white you, nationalist all the time. And I'm like, are you fucking stupid? How stupid do you have to be? I'm half Middle Eastern. I'm half Middle Eastern, you idiots. <laughs> people are like, people, are, you know, and, and it's, I, I have blue eyes. My Spanish side of the family, they're like Cassiano, like blue, blonde hair, blue eyed Spaniards, you know, and, and, uh, and there's some other shit mixed in there too. I think a little bit of Scottish, a little bit of uh, Native American Creek Indian, because every white, every white person in America with blue eyes is, is Native American. Um obviously yeah. Yeah. yeah and so elizabeth so, warren yeah elizabeth warren is is one 530 <laughs> seconds uh native american but, but i have a lot more than that my my grandmother's uh my grandmother's grandma was full-blooded creek indian so i mean i have quite a bit uh, quite a bit of indian in me but um i, I guess it's native american sorry i don't hope i didn't hurt anybody's feelings so actually you're, liter you're literally everything that's been an enemy of the united states government except <laughs> jewish 
Yeah, the Israeli part is not. I mean, the Israeli, the, the U.S. Yeah. likes to hold Israel in their arm like a baby and pet well, them and stroke them and I'm, send them all our fucking I money mean, all the time. You, ju- you really just have to wait until they become the former friend of the CIA. Is that right. Yeah, exactly. Well, it's, it's here's the funny thing is anytime I talk about ending uh, foreign, foreign support, right? Like, I think we shouldn't be paying all these other countries for fucking anything except for trade, right? And and I always get to Israel and I'm like, yeah, fucking Israel too. And people are like, you anti-Semite? And I'm like, you fucking idiots. I'm half israeli what's wrong with you you know and they're like they're like they're like you yeah but you want to end foreign aid to, to israel like yeah we should i want to end foreign aid to every fucking country in this world what are you talking let them about? invade iraq and get oil god get yeah, us out dying. of there yeah, exactly well, exactly i'm not here to tell them what to do just listen get us the fuck out Listen, we can leave Afghanistan now. We we have the, the technology to grow our own fucking poppies. We don't need to be there anymore. <laughs> it's time I to know. leave. Yeah. So yeah, I want I want to teach people how to put an opium patch in their backyard. There you go. Yeah. Poppies are beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. If you grow poppies in your backyard, don't be do not be surprised when the US foreign federal government uh, uh, invades your backyard, bud. Right. No, we do, we we do that overseas, motherfuckers. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. And that's what it is, you know. I, and the the anti-war sentiment is really what brought me to libertarianism in the in the beginning. You know, I was in I was in uh, Operation Iraqi Freedom in 2003. Mm-hmm. Um and then that's, you know, when I got out, I was super jaded and I was like, fuck, fuck this war thing, man. This is not good for this country. It's terrible for, you know, I I got to see it firsthand. It's terrible for the rest of the world. So you up, um, you, you uh, participated in Operation Iraqi Freedom. And then you did not marry an Iraqi to bring her back to freedom country. No, uh, I was one of those. I was one of those Navy guys, man. You know what I mean. So I was actually out, out to sea the whole time. Uh, but no, it was, it, we, we were actually married mermaid. Yeah, yeah, mermaid yeah. Or, or another sailor. Another you know? Navy guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but it was. It was still don't ask, don't tell back then. Uh, uh, ah, the hyenas yeah. have the biggest clits. Get what? Well, that's the thing that Well, gay, gay, gay people were still, you know, not allowed to talk. In the military, uh, when oh. I was in the military, now, now you, yeah, you know, you uh, the good old days. Oof, oof. But yeah, well, I was actually, I was actually. No, I, I have a past. My mom's a lesbian. I'm allowed. Oh, okay, to make fair, that fair, fair. Yeah, fair. I got a lesbian yeah, friend, good. so it's cool. Yeah, I have black friend. <laughs> Uh, no, I, I actually, um, I, I was sitting in the Persian Gulf when George Bush declared war in Iraq. So it was, we were there for like nine months, just sitting in the Holy middle of the Gulf, fuck. uh, dropping bombs. We were the shock and awe campaign. It was really gnarly. And it just changed my whole worldview, man. I was 19 years old, you know, and I'm going, uh, this is not, this isn't a good thing, man. This is, fucked, this is fucked up. I want to get out of here. And, uh, when I got home, then I found Ron Paul not long after I got out of the military and it was, that was all downhill from there. I was never, ever, ever going to be a cog in the wheel for this fucking machine ever again. So speaking of, um, all downhill, um, recently, I think about two weeks ago, um, Derek Lewis proved in the octagon that wrestling is complete bullshit. Um, <laughs> and all you need to beat it is an uppercut. Uh, <laughs> a, a solid uppercut can fight, can win any fight in this world, man. Absolutely, so, and Derek Lewis is, can do it. <laughs> do you, with this information, do you now regret uh, that you uh, have started wrestling or participated in wrestling, and did not just learn boxing? Because now, not only have you learned something useless, but also kind of gay. 
<laughs> no, I, look, look, I'm, a state, I'm a state champion wrestler, man. I fucking loved wrestling. I loved competing. I started my mom. First of all, you have to blame my mother. She put me in when I was four years old. So I wrestled from four till I was 18. Um, but, you know, thank, thankfully there's weight classes. And, and even at my biggest, I would have never had to fight Derek Lewis. You know what I mean? That guy's a fucking monster. Uh, and and uh, you so know, could you imagine him sailor? just rubbing? A and sailor and on other men and spandex, and you have how many fucking kids? Six, six, yeah. bro, bro. Wow. The, the math, the balls done. work, man. My balls work. There's no one can look. People can say a lot of things about me. They can never say my balls don't work. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's yeah. fucking solid. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Derek Lewis, could you imagine have to fight that beast, dude? Oh my god. And he, and the whole time he's fighting you, all he's like, all he's thinking is like, my balls is hot. You know what I mean? Bro, like, just, that's all run. <laughs> just run. That guy can't be that fast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You'd be surprised how fast some of the big guys are. Like Daniel Cormier, he'd definitely catch it. He's hella fast. Or like, uh, yeah. You know, some of the, some, some of those heavyweights are fast, man. Daniel Cormier is like five foot six. Yeah, he's a little fat guy for sure. So, who's your favorite all time <laughs> MMA fighter? Oh man, I really like I really like Dustin right now, Poirier. He's probably he's probably my my him. I, I love the Diaz brothers. I grew up in right outside of Stockton, Oakland, Cal, Antioch, California. That's I'm from their neighborhood. You know what I mean? So um, I'm I'm a I'm a big Diaz brothers fan. Uh, Nate's Nate's one of my favorites. Um, you know, I used to really like uh, God. I don't know, I'm, dude. I've been watching fucking MMA for so long now. Um, but I'd say right now, Dustin Poirier is definitely my, my favorite of all the fighters. I really liked the, uh, the, the Russian Eagle a lot. Um, I, I hated him when it started, uh, but really? by the end of it, yeah, but by the end of it, man, by the end of his career, before he retired there, I, I became a really big fan of that guy, man. He was just phenomenal. I don't think anybody would ever beat him. I really, I really don't, uh, that, and, and he's the guy that does that proves that wrestling is fucking important by the way. Um, you know, that undefeated eagle uh has never been beat because no one can out wrestle the guy i mean that's just the the gods wrestling tiny people that weigh like 155 pounds yeah but he weighs 155 pounds too so it's even you know what i yeah, mean but he's uh, fucking russian I, what are you I, gonna do? he is very <laughs> he's very he's a he's a very russian russian muslim yeah. even uh but uh wow. yeah he's he's he became one of my favorites there at the end you know mm -hmm. after the after the beef with uh with connor i do like i like connor too i don't know i like i don't know man I used to really like Uriah Faber. He was like one of my favorites, but I'm from the same area as him. So um, I loved Chell Sonnen because he's the the mouth. And I actually trained with Chell uh, really? when I lived in Oregon. Yeah, when I lived in Oregon, I trained at, at oh, Team man. Quest. I was a Team Quest guy. So I got to I got to train with him. And then when he was doing the Ultimate Fighter and he was the coach on the Ultimate Fighter for the Bl Team Black, uh, all those guys came in to the gym too. And um, that was a lot of fun, man. I got to wrestle with Chell. I did boxing with Chael, who, by the way, does have pillow hands. He doesn't hit very hard. Um, if anybody ever, and if anybody ever tells him I said that, I'm going to be really fucking mad at you. Uh, no, but um, no, I did. I, I got to train with Chael and that was great. It was probably uh, the, the pinnacle of my MMA career. But uh, the funny thing is, is when I first started doing MMA, when I was in the Navy uh, and I was 19, 18, it was, you know, right, right when I first got in the Navy and I wanted to wrestle still, but I didn't, it's like nowhere to fucking wrestle when you're over 18, unless you go and do freestyle by yourself somewhere. And um, I went to this gym called city boxing in San Diego where I was stationed and, uh, I started doing, uh, jujitsu there and it was, it was fucking Dean Lister 
who's one of the greatest jujitsu like technicians of all time. And uh, Brandon, the truth Vera was the, the Muay Thai instructor there. And I'm training with these guys and I had no fucking clue who they were. You know, I had been watching, I watched like the UFCs when I was younger, we used to go to, we used to go to uh, blockbuster and like rent the like UFC one and UFC two, like with, you know, the shamrocks and, and all these fucking like old fighters, like tank Abbott. And, um, but some, I hadn't really been watching it for a while. And so I didn't know that these guys were like absolute superstars and i'm like trying to do this thing called jujitsu that i had no idea what it was uh with this jujitsu technician that's like one of the best in the world and it was the most frustrating shit i've ever done in my life because i'm a wrestler you know i'm like oh i could i could take these guys fucking you know what i mean and uh they, you know they put you in a gi and they're like grabbing your sleeves and your 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 your, uh. your pants legs and shit you're like what the fuck you get off my get off my sleeve man what do you do you know and uh but I, I got better at it obviously but it was it was cool because now i look back i'm like man i was fucking literally like uh going head up with with the coach who is one of the greatest uh mm -hmm. jujitsu bjj technicians in the world in the world and and this muay thai instructor that i'd come in at five o'clock in the morning and he'd be kicking these you know 12 inch like wooden columns in the middle of the gym shaking the whole gym with his shins and um that you know that was the place that really made me want to start doing mma it was, it was a lot of fun but yeah so towards the end of my towards the end of my training uh after training on and off for 10 years i got to I got to really hit the mat with Chell Sonnen for a while. And that's just kind of the pinnacle. Cause I love that guy. And um, funny thing is, is Chell is Chell is, you know, this, this personality uh, on TV, but he's the nicest fucking guy you will ever meet in your life. Like outside of, outside of the TV. Like he literally, when I first started going to the gym, we'd be doing, um, you know, like boxing drills, bag work and stuff. And, and between every round, he'd come over and be like, Hey, you're doing a really good job, man. Good job. You know, and he'd everybody in the class knuckles and just the nicest guy in the world. So it was, it was pretty funny to see that side of jail after watching him on the TV. Have you ever heard him tell, tell the um, Nogara bus story? <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, I was watching it all on TV, you know, and, and that was uh, just, just hilarious. Um, and so it was funny. I came in after his first fight with Silva is when I started going to quest um, but I was there when he was training for, for Silva too. Um, I was not his training partner at that point. So no one can blame that shit on me. Uh, but, um, but yeah, I mean, I watched, I got to watch all that shit on TV and then meet him. And you're thinking he's going to be this giant asshole, this boastful, prideful, giant, like American badass asshole. And he's just, it's just not who he is at all in real life. He's, he's literally the pride of West Lynn, Oregon. He's really the nicest guy in the world there. And he actually, he was uh, in politics too. He actually got uh, on the city council there in his hometown and everything. So he's, he's pretty, he's pretty funny guy. Nice guy. Yeah. I mean, being a politician would lend itself to being um, uh, excellent at selling bullshit. So <laughs> it's true, man. It's true. There's that's the, you know, you know, there's a lot of slimy people in politics. Like, you know, that, you know what I mean? Like everybody knows there's slimy people in politics, but you don't really understand the weight of that until you start working in politics. Right. And then, and, and I'm like, a, I'm an honest guy. I tell people the truth. My whole fucking life has been on display for five years for anybody that wants to see it. Um, you know, I've gotten a lot of criticism for things that I've done in my past and, and a lot of shit that's not true, but, um, and uh, I'm not, I'm not like a slimy person. I'm just not, I'm not, I'm not like what you would call like a run of the mill politician, but every, you know, all these big fucking politicians I've met, very few of them are actually good people. They're all shit people. All of yes. them. 
Speaking of uh, slimy people in politics, uh, what do you think the uh, Venn diagram is between uh, members of the Libertarian Party and uh, members of the uh, CIA? Yes. <laughs> so it's, it's fucking hilarious. So I was talking to some of the people who've been around the Libertarian Party since the 70s and 80s. I mean, since its inception. In fact, one uh, D. Frank Robinson is one of the founders who's still with us from Oklahoma. And I think it was either him or his buddy that came in in like the, in like, you know, 79 or something. He said, look, for every hundred people you meet in the Libertarian Party, one of them is from the Alphabet Agency. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. so, so we have 20,000 members, national party members, right? Mm -hmm. So if you do the math on that, that's a lot of fucking Fed boys, man. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and that's, that's pretty great because, you know, the CIA is a powerful organization. So knowing you have influence in the CIA must be pretty yeah well and you gotta at some point you gotta think like okay this third party it, you know it was founded in its inception was over 50 years ago it probably should have made more headway than it has to this day right and i'm sure a lot of a lot of the reason why it hasn't made it as far as it is is because of libertarians because you know a lot yeah. of us are fucking stupid and um and and socially awkward and and autistic and you know what i mean and but uh i also think that it's people learn about liberty and then they actually want it and they drop out and i sure think that, that's, and that's the achilles heel of the libertarian right. party well and that's a, that's another big part of it and then another big part of it was uh the party was actually the biggest it had ever been in 2000 right um harry brown was the presidential candidate uh in fact with joe jorgensen as his vice presidential candidate oh. and uh and harry brown was a radical fucking libertarian who did really well he had books people knew who he was he did really good media stuff um and he he actually grew the party he doubled the size of the party from his election and then 9 11 happened right and the party at that point at the time was staunchly anti-war i mean staunchly anti-war it was like what i would like to see out of a, a national libertarian party and then and then 9 11 happened our country was attacked by these evil terrorists from i don't know fucking saudi arabia via pakistan or some shit and, and uh, jet fuel melted steel right and, right yeah. and and then and then uh, a lot of people Two left planes, the party. Three towers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah whatever. <laughs> and so a lot of people, a lot of people left the party after that because they wouldn't. You know, Harry Brown. Actually, Harry Brown and and Dave Smith talked about this on one of his podcasts. I think it was Dave Smith or somebody, or maybe Tom Woods. Uh, Harry Brown actually did the most fucking brave thing ever. The day after 9-11, he put out a, pr a press release or an op-ed, um, essentially saying, "Look." I know you guys want fucking war for this, but you need to understand that this is our fault, right? Like we're, we're literally pushing people to become radicalized terrorists around the country. And he actually put this out the day after 9-11. I mean, this, this took absolute steel balls. But a lot well, of people that would be nine twelve or uh, yeah, 10, yeah. 11. I'm not really sure. <laughs> yeah, who knows? Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> so uh, but that's the thing is is um you know, the party wanted to stay staunchly anti-war and a lot of people kind of dropped their anti-war principles when 9-11 happened. I mean, it happened to a lot of people around the country, not just in the Libertarian Party. A lot of people that were like anti-war were like, fuck this, we're going to war. The fucked up thing was I was one of those people, right? I joined the military right after 9-11 because, I, you know, I was an 18 year old kid and I'm like, gonna go fight the terrorists, you know, I killed my countrymen. And um, I, I, I showed up and I went to boot camp and then I went to school and then they sent me out to the fleet and I went to war and I'm in war in fucking Iraq. And I'm going, why am I in Iraq, dude? What does anyone know why we're in Iraq? I thought I thought this was Saudi nationals attacked us via Pakistan. They found their passports uh, and shit at the bottom of this this uh rubble, yeah. right? Like what's yeah. going on here? And so, you know, I was I we attacked Iraq and I'm going, listen, it's simple. Jet fuel melts steel. 
with enough what? passports, but not but not plastic passports, bro. <laughs> <laughs> those <laughs> things are those things are made of steel. Yeah. You know Has anyone ever contacted <laughs> the uh, Arabians that asked their uh, passport making secrets? Because I well, I'd actually rather not. But I'd like to have at least some kind of document that is um, so incredibly durable it can survive a plane crash. Just get a passport, dude. American. I passport. was going to say, bro, you've got a passport. <laughs> it's <laughs> all it's gonna take what? man it's all it's gonna take yeah you you got a passport dude you're you're on the books like that <laughs> no, dude. no real libertarian motherfucker yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. what's going on here man <laughs> you you got a driver's license <laughs> dude. Uh, yeah man it's um, i mean my driver's license society is kind of a bitch yeah turned out i'm good that was right we, we live in a society okay all right <laughs> <laughs> you signed the social contract by being born, okay? I I will fucking fight. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I mean, I, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be 100 honest before I shut up and give you know other people time to talk. I wanted to hate you more than I do. Oh well, that's a, that's a, sounds like a compliment coming from you. I'm not it is, I'm it not is going absolutely to... <laughs> a compliment because. <laughs> You're you're allegedly a politician, and man, they're my natural enemy. Yeah, I I will say, you you are a uh, you're a human I don't hate, and good on you for that. And <laughs> I I appreciate that, man. I really do. The most like um, charitable thing I can say is maybe, just maybe, the Libertarian Party stays small. Because its point is to educate people towards anarchy and self ownership and autonomy, and Damn maybe it. that's why you stay small. And that's not a bad fucking thing to do. Sure, sure. Well, the problem is, is the 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 people who have kept this party small do not educate on that at all, unfortunately. And I think I think if we did educate on that, I think if we were you know, used as a, as a national think tank, um, in, on the political stage. Uh, I think that that's, I think that's how the party becomes more successful. Really. I really do. I think that's why the party hasn't been successful because it hasn't been doing that. So I think that the internet is bigger than the national stage and much cheaper to operate on. Yeah. You'd be surprised, man. There's, there's, there's so many fucking boomers and normies in this country that, that just don't pay attention to anything outside of Fox and, and, and CNN, that it's like, if we ever want to reach those people at all, we have to, we have to operate inside this, this fear. I mean, in my opinion, it's my opinion. That's it. You know, it's not, it's not. And, and I've said this several times, I have my reasons for doing what I do politically. Um, and I understand that other people have their reasons for not doing that. And, and I'm not one of those people. It's like, Oh, well, if you're going to set the sidelines and fucking criticize everybody, then fuck you. You know, like, I'm not one of those people. I agree. I understand. Like I would, I would much prefer that everyone in this country just opts the fuck out of the system and stops fucking paying taxes and stops fucking voting and, and tells all these politicians that to get out of their fucking the, the, the communally owned buildings that we paid for, or we're going to tar and feather them until they do. I would, I would much prefer that. Like, trust me, if, if I thought it was going to happen, I would lead the fucking charge dude tomorrow. I, I would, but I'm also of the mind that it's like, okay, we have some tools here laid out in front of us right we have we have the educational outlets like 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 uh the mises institute and even cato's good on a couple of things here and there and 
you know, Fee and uh, Jake Hornberger and all these great people who educate people around the country. That's a tool we need to use. We need to fucking use that, right? And then we have the agorists who are just opting the fuck out of the system. That's a growing ideology in the country. I think Conkin was a, a great person. I think he was a smart person. I think he wrote a lot of really smart things. It was everybody in the Oh. It was definitely physically great. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's physically great as well. Yeah, but uh, yeah. You know, so so uh, we have we have we have a lot of people that are kind of opting into this system of opting out of of the political system entirely and stopping to pay taxes and working under the table. And I think that's a great tool too. Um, and then uh, then there's this political tool, right? So like to me, it's these three tools. There's the opting out system. There's the educational system. And there's the and there's the the, the political system. And if, as a mechanic, I see myself as like a mechanic of, in the libertarian uh, movement, right? Like I see a problem. The problem is the government. And I have this, this drawer with all these tools in it. And I have this problem that I can't solve with just this tool or just this tool. I need all three of these fucking tools to fix this problem. And so I'm gonna use all three of these tools because if you were to just leave one tool in there, you know, in my opinion, for me, if I was just to leave one tool in there, I would be failing at doing what I'm trying to do. And so I just, I, I, I feel like it's just another tool in my toolbox to take on the state, um, you know, uh, 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 so what you're saying violent is that, insurrection, right? Um, so what you're saying is that the members of the libertarian parties are tools. <laughs> there are a lot of fucking tools in the libertarian party. Absolutely, absolutely. I just, I, I mean it. That's 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 how I feel, you know. And it's to me, it's I'm not I'm not using I'm I'm not using it to do bad. I know I'd much rather the ring be cast into the fire. You know what I mean? I would. I really would. And if I saw that, if I saw the scale tipping that way, I'd I'd, I'd hop on the fucking scale. I'd do hopscotch on it. I'd jump up and down yeah. on it. Anything but, I could do. But instead, you think the ring should go to Gondor? No, no. I think <laughs> I think I'm gonna use the I'm gonna use the ring uh, to, to to do as much damage as I can to the system, and then I'm gonna hop the ring into the fire. So, are you more Frodo or are you more Sam? uh probably more i'm you know it's weird because i am a little bit leaderish here and there but i'm also uh you know i'm kind of timid sometimes too really hey, mm -hmm. listen to me listen to how timid i mean sam was a real good one. that without that i just got a little uh I, I got a little some sort of something there yeah, yeah. when i when it went when it went off Oh, yeah. Talk show radio. <laughs> yeah don't be sexy don't be sexy this is not yeah. sexy time Damn, we went, we literally went from Lord of the Rings to gay talk, dude. Good job. Yeah. Good well, job. you you started nerding out, and I'm more comfortable being gay than a nerd. Okay, so. fair, fair, fair. Yeah, I, I'm a total nerd, man. I, I literally listen. Are you homophobic? Josh, not at all. Is that not what's all. going on here? Not at all, man. Not at all. I told you I'm from the San Francisco Bay Area. Man. I'm not. A, I would be. I would be beaten in the streets if I was homophobic. Um, but I'm also a nerd. I have. I have. I literally have a Pac-Man tattoo as my ode to my undying ode to, to loving video games. You know what I mean? So, mm -hmm. um, yeah, but, uh, many individual. <laughs> yeah. Hey man, if you guys ever want to find me on, on, on rocket league or Fortnite, you let me know. Okay. My, uh, <laughs> my, my, uh, my gamer tag is balls on you. Nine, two, five. So okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not kidding, by the way, it's like lasagna, but with balls, balls on you. Nine, two, five. Speaking of both. Yeah. Um, with the new uh, Twitter super follower system that is uh, coming in somewhere in the near future, um, will you post, be posting your ball sack on Twitter for money? Ooh, shit. Are they going to pay me? Uh, 
Bro. See your super yeah, tweet. Yeah, have to. Balls for liberty. Ooh, balls, balls for liberty. liberty. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I, I mean, like a banana hammock with one hanging out, <laughs> and like only your super followers. The, the get left to one see hangs it, out of the boxers already, bro. I wouldn't even need a banana hammock. Uh, so here's the thing. Uh, I, I have six kids to feed. Okay. So if you present me with an opportunity to make some extra money by just showing one nut, I might, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah. my only fans isn't really taken off, dude. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. but nobody, nobody self promotes harder than the guy with six kids in a dream. Let me tell you, mm. it just, yeah. nobody, nobody in the world. That was catchy. Yeah. yeah. That was fucking catchy. I see what you did there. Thanks, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's true uh, though it's fucking true it's true i got six kids to feed man you know our costco bills 300 bucks every two weeks uh, i'm trying to i'm trying to grift that ad revenue dog <laughs> have you considered growing marijuana oh, dude i've considered <laughs> i've considered everything bro harvesting human meat for meat pies i mean anything i could think of uh, right. to, to make money at this point <laughs> I have a good job. Todd for national yeah. chair yeah bro. exactly i have a good job i make i make good money i make really good money and and it's it's good enough for us to to exist on and uh, pay the bills and and feed the kids and all that shit but mm. I, I want i want to grift i want to grift that ad revenue into my dream job of being a stay-at-home dad with my can we kids. get you homesteading like oh. that would like make my black little heart happy if that would be cool homesteading well, that'd be i would i would love that by the way i'm i'm a big fan i, I in fact i would like to seastead is something that i've always wanted to do I, I that's a, super cool yeah i did a, a great uh, opportunity for child labor exactly when you have six yeah. kids it's a lot of free labor dude. it's a very uh, ankept thing to do yeah exactly. yeah <laughs> we, I, uh, <laughs> at least figure out that they can rape kids on airplanes and cruise ships yeah it's true, it's true. fucking the elites are the worst they all <laughs> they should they should be living a lot of these people need to be fucking buried under gitmo but um uh so so uh yeah i had i had a, I had a conversation that's with, a solid with, quote yeah, it's true. They do. They need to be. I, every time, every time uh, Michael Malice pops on Twitter and says this person needs to be in Gitmo, I always pop under his comments and say, "Buried under Gitmo, fix it for you." Uh, Are you saying you're Michael Malice's reply guy? I am kind of a reply guy for Michael Malice. Damn it, fuck! I gotta try and get him on the show so we can talk about this. Uh, yeah, you gotta tell him, like, bro. <laughs> I've been a reply guy in you. You got to talk to me. Yeah, exactly. I mean, he don't. He never even responds to my DMs or anything. I, anytime I DM in anything, he doesn't respond. And I'm like, and I'm like, you know, one of these days, this guy's gonna just fucking block me, and I'm gonna be so sad because he's like one of my favorite Twitter follows, right? Like that, the guy. He's Send like him the picture of you in a banana hammock with. I'll, 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 I'll be like, look, it's the underwear. It's the sheath underwear, man. It's uh. <laughs> uh no, but I, I had a conversation with Patrick Friedman. I'm one of the founders of Think Liberty, the publication online, if you know Think Liberty. Um, and I used to do these Think Liberty TV interviews. I did like Walter Block and um, uh, Austin Peterson and, and just a bunch of different people. But uh, I did one with Patrick Friedman. I didn't know what the fuck seasteading was. And he talked to me about it. I read up on it. And now I want to fucking seastead. You know how cool that'd be? Just live out yeah. in the city in the middle of the water where none of the fucking authorities can fuck with you because it's not under any jurisdiction, really. Like, that'd be great. Uh, I mean, how, how was uh, being outside of the jurisdiction of the U.S. government uh, fared for, like, Iraq and Afghanistan? Yeah, probably <laughs> Probably, I'm not going to transit the state, the Straits of Wormoose and, and live there. Um, but, you know, somewhere else would be kind of cool, I guess. 
<laughs> it is a cool concept, man. Yeah, I think it's cool, man. And and, and he's, you know, they put a lot of money into that shit too. Uh, the, the whole Seasteading Institute. And I don't know if you get a, if you get a chance to check it out. I've become a pretty big fan over the last I don't know, five years or something. Dude, I, I'm, I'm not a swimmer, but I can grow plants. Sure. And there you go. I, I know how to operate in the Appalachian mountains. So I'm not real scared. Oh, nice. You guys got, you got, some, <laughs> you got some, you got some whiskey stills up there in the Appalachian. Well, I mean, I, I, I can't comment one way or the other. Okay. Fair, fair. No, <laughs> I understand. You're, I get it. you're a politician and half Israeli. I'm pretty sure you might still be a fed. I like, I like my, I like my rise, <laughs> my rye whiskeys. I don't know if you can oh, see nice. that. This is a, this yeah. is actually made right here in Iowa. I was very surprised. It's uh, Clive, Iowa, which is just the town right out next to us. And it's called nefarious and it's a straight white whis- rye whiskey. And it is, I, I was like, Iowa rye. It's not going to be good. But then I remembered that um, Iowa's the number one corn state in the country. And uh, yeah, it's fucking really good. So I'm going to have a little sippy sip right now. It sounds delicious. Yeah. God damn it. You're making me fucking thirsty right now. <laughs> yeah. What time is it there? Uh, Let's see. It's uh, zero ten. So like it's it's ten oh, it's minutes midnight. past midnight. Yeah. Um, I think we've been going pretty close to an hour. Oh yeah, um, we've gone over. We've gone over an hour. I think. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but with introductions and bullshitting before. Anyway, uh, we're uh, <laughs> we've pretty much filled our time. So first, uh, before I close this off entirely, I'd like to ask either of my co-hosts if they have any more uh, questions, preferably of yeah. the ridiculous kind. Yeah, uh, you're uh, not just a libertarian, you know, uh, you're also an arachno-capitalist. So I gotta <laughs> ask, why spiders? <laughs> that, you know, uh, f- first of all, fuck no, I hate spiders, okay? <laughs> even, if we could just not even talk about spiders, we'd be stuck. Uh, except for tarantulas, for some reason, they don't bother me very much. So if I'm going to be an arachno anything, it'd be a, a, a tarantula expert, but... Um, yeah. Well, I mean, that was, they're hairy that was and ground, good... so I can see where your uh, yeah love for tarantulas comes from. Yeah, no. Yeah, the navy. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, as a wrestler, a sailor, and a politician, you seem uniquely qualified to answer this question that has been plaguing me for years are traps gay yes okay <laughs> simple enough that was right. very succinct man yeah yeah absolutely yeah. perfect I, I think so i think so yeah, yeah. maybe maybe not i don't fucking know dude <laughs> all right well maybe, so... yeah we'll just go with yes i like yes uh when are you traps gonna are change your last name to armstrong Joshua Armstrong? Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, and become a senator, Senator Armstrong. Isn't that gonna be cool? Yeah, that would that that sounds powerful. Yeah. It sounds really powerful. Yeah. Um I don't know, man. Maybe a year or so at least. Do you have at strong least. arms? I they're yeah, I mean, you know, they got these I got these uh <clears throat> 17 inch pythons. Uh yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> I am actually a really big guy. No one ever, no one ever understands how big I am. I am actually pretty big, but I'm not, a muscu- not a muscular guy by any means. I'm a six foot two. Yeah, still shorter than me. Are you that's really short? That's yeah. short to the dog. I mean, yeah, that's slightly people... above average over here. 
Some people are yeah. pretty tall. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I'm used to being like the tall person, but then I work with this guy that's like six, eight and I'm like, holy shit, dude, I'm short as fuck. <laughs> but I'm also like, I'm also like 250. I'm not a little guy at all. You know what I mean? So, yeah. That's uh that's pounds for you guys over there. In Europe. Yeah. Yeah. You have, you have pounded too. Uh, and Liberty uh, measurements. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Welcome to freedom, bitches. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm yeah. really glad I got to be here for your final, your like, you finally got here to, <laughs> nrl i'm glad i got to be here man it was it was good timing dude you know if we had done it back then it would maybe i wouldn't have been as fun uh actually yeah. this this actually, campaign I'm, yeah i'm pretty sure um i'll tell you after we wrap up but this it, it's much better now than it would have been uh at an earlier point yeah um, i was trying to play politics back then man you know i was trying to i was like okay don't go don't behaving or behave not don't saying go. the gamer word on burn, burn <laughs> yeah, and now, yeah and now and now i've gotten and now i've become you know now it's i've gone five years with these these fucking losers attacking me over and over and over again even after i tried to play nice that i just don't give a shit anymore i i, oh, I boy yeah i literally committed I committed to this campaign, like basically, like anytime someone talks shit to me now, I'm just calling you a fucking nerd. Like I'm not even giving any credence to your fucking argument anymore. Like you're a nerd, you're gonna lose, and uh, shut the fuck up. And that's I'm gonna bully you on the internet. Yeah, I'm literally shoving these fools in there. I'm shoving these fools into their virtual lockers. Like 100. We are virtually swirling these kids because I just I don't care anymore. Like I don't give a shit about your opinion anymore. I don't give a shit about your fucking constant bullshit criticisms of my personal life that you know nothing about like i don't care i don't give a shit anymore you're a fucking nerd and i'm gonna keep doing what i'm doing and i've proven over five years that you cannot kill me no matter how hard you try and so uh you know it's it's been nice less people are attacking me this year that's for sure <laughs> all right um perfect with that i have uh two requests two two requests english is hard um to wrap up with uh and then i will let you go um, number one is could you please talk to Tom Woods um, and tell him that he needs to come on the No Real Libertarian podcast because he needs to talk to his um, uh, his negroid alter ego <laughs> Oof. Uh, I will I will actually I'll let Tom Woods yeah. know yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I promise to I, I commit to letting Tom Woods know that dark Tom me Woods. uncle Tom Woods <laughs> oh shit okay is Tom Woods like actually aware of Dark Tom Woods? I think he so. Is. Yeah, he I'm sure. yes. yeah, he's aware. He well, most of aware. us, most of most of us are for sure. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, uh, Ron Paul has sent me more than one dick pic. So yeah. <laughs> 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 oh, you guys okay. are great. <laughs> Um, this is this is this is worse than the burning boots podcast holy <laughs> shit oh don't say that out loud man uh, i will definitely be telling them that they're they're good yeah. friends Davey, davy's actually like a really good i love davy to death he's a good friend of mine so uh yeah Davey's the first time to argue with yeah the first time i went on the burning boots podcast i think my oof counter was probably around 20 or 25 times. Oh, i was like dude they just they just oof. wanted you to drop one hard r and you oh so bad so bad i couldn't do you it you wouldn't I, give it to them i can't it hurt my feelings <laughs> <laughs> I can't do it. I can't do it. Uh, and then I, I just, do. and then I just, and then I just did biting the bullet too, which was 
another oof but they were they've like i think they've calmed down since their first couple episodes for sure well, yeah well, well they don't have jared anymore so yeah, yeah. Jared, jared went to kentucky to do things and sure well he went I, I, st- I love all three of them but it calmed down without jared that's all yeah. Yeah, I, I think though. it's a bit offensive to go doing Anna doing things. <laughs> I, listen, I wasn't trying to put his business out there like that. Jesus. Okay? I respect the man, motherfucker. Does I he, respect privacy. Does, does he, is he not aware that you can do podcasts remotely? Is that? Um, I, we don't I don't think he's aware he's very aware much. Of. He's a Marine. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's true. That's true. They all three of them were Marines. That's true. Yeah, he, he, we're lucky I, they're I not eating. Do a job on you. Really, we're just lucky they're not eating crayons on their show. Every yeah. show. No, I was going to say I'm pretty sure he prefers Rose Art over Crayola. <laughs> and that's about all I know. <laughs> oh boy, Biting the Bullets. I hate boys. I love. I love Biting the Bullet Boys. They're they're cool, man. I, I had a fun time with them. I liked them a lot. And Luke's all cool right. shit. I really like that guy and and uh, um, and typo. Yeah. Yeah, and my other request, if you could, please give me all of your plugs. Oh uh, yeah, just follow me at Twitter because that's where I uh, I am currently uh, in a war to take down as many blue checks as possible. Uh, jo- that's at Joshua at large. I have uh, declared war on the blue check marks there, so Does that's that a lot of fun. Include Michael Malice. Uh, no, there's a couple of blue checks I'm not going to go after, like Michael Malice and Eric July. Obviously, I love those guys, but um, uh, there's a lot of blue checks that that need to uh, be virtually stu- shoved in their lockers. And uh, hashtag Tower Gang is is now taking care of that. So, um, Suey, yeah, we, we oh, yeah. The, if you're not familiar with Tower Gang, check out hashtag Tower Gang. Yeah, uh, or just you know type an N uh, in a comment section. It's not very uh, difficult to find yeah. out. Yeah, uh, and then obviously the new show starts on Wednesday, uh, which is the is it the third? I think yeah, it's the third, March third, um, and that's going to be the break the cycle with Joshua Smith. You can find me on YouTube at youtube.com backslash fight the despots. Please subscribe there. Um, like I said, I'm trying to grift my ad revenue. To, to become a stay-at-home dad uh, but i'm also going to put out really good shows I, i'm doing the solo show every wednesday evening at 7 30 p.m uh central standard time and then friday the same time but i'm going to do guest shows so it'll be me um and people like mosh teray dave smith michael bolden um i have uh who else lined up do i have geez uh there's here let's see let's see the calendar let me let me plug this real hard real hard i'm trying to plug the holes uh He's um, going more to BBC go. route with this uh, Tower Gang thing. So I got, uh, I got on the twelfth. I got Pete Canones. I got Dave Smith on the nineteenth. Shane Hazel on the twenty sixth. Uh, Senator Eric Brakey on the second. Scott Horton on the ninth. I got Michael Bolden on the 23rd, uh, Phil Labonte on the 28th. I ha- I'll have Patrick Smith uh, from Disenthrall Media in May, who is a good friend of mine, but also the, I don't know if there's a more staunchly anarcho-capitalist person than Patrick Smith. Uh, me and him have argued over politics quite a bit. I actually lived with him for about 10 days, uh, a couple, two years ago, three years ago. Um, one of my favorite dudes, it's going to be a really cool, interesting episode because we have very opposite uh, views on what the political system is and how to use it and so we always have some really awesome arguments but he's the smartest dude i know and so um there's going to be a lot of really good shows please subscribe please 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 come and check out the show uh like i said i need your i need the ad revenue don't don't skip the fucking ads okay (laughs) (laughs) i must say though as a as a dutchman i take issue with you wanting to break cycles oh yeah (laughs) yeah yeah I, I'm and gonna... this has been Joshua Smith, and I just threw my giant podcasting dick on the table. 
<laughs> Literally everybody in the world was on that list, my dude. Yeah, it's uh it's gonna be fucking gnarly, dude. I'm I'm working on I'm working on some other really big ones. I actually sent out an email to Tim Dillon, who's like one of my favorite comedians right now. Oh, and uh yeah. I, I I Spike Cohen is doing I think uh May something as well too. I got I got a lot of fucking people coming on. And, totally you know, that's not. one of the that's one of the that's one of the benefits of what, what I've been doing for the last five years. You know, I traveled to 40 states and I got to meet all these cool people and make this pipeline. And now I'm like, well, it'd be a fucking waste not to try to use this to grift a little. You know what I mean? So. <laughs> yeah. No, no. Get your money. Fuck. Fuck bitches. Get money. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Keep, keep the anarchists in mind. Oh, I will, dude. Absolutely. They're that's that's our guiding light man that's our north star you know anarcho anarcho capitalism anarchist anarchy uh the black flag anarchy that's our fucking that's our north star man that's where we should be heading and that's what the libertarian party should be pushing forward for so i don't know we'll see what happens i, I may have to go up in, in like a, a a boss battle against justin amash someday for the heart of the party but i'm, I'm gonna do it <laughs> that dude's gay yep <laughs> He's actually married and stuff, so I don't think he is, but, you know. Um, That's called a beard, homie. But to be yeah. honest, you have six kids. Hey, man. Man, if you would have come to I me with, some... like, two kids, I'd have been like, that was a mistake. This dude's gay. But six? Yeah. I'm pretty sure you're straight, bro. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, unless actually, you ho- somehow could get pregnant yourself. I actually have seven, and but one of them doesn't live with me. He lives in Oregon, so. Uh, well, that still counts. I'd say that you know you you smash you smash the vag. Yeah, there's no and, doubt about it. I'm pretty sure you. that um, I wanted to make sure this guy does. It's just going to be one more kid. So like, <laughs> I wanted to make eight, sure that nine, people knew. Ten, it's gonna. There's no end. <laughs> I wanted to make sure, like, no, nothing, nothing screams I get laid like having six kids. You know what I mean? Joshua <laughs> Smith, my balls work. <laughs> 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 that should be my campaign slogan for the rest of the year damn it bro you got it for free you can't deny you can't deny my balls work your balls work and you can <laughs> you can take having them busted and i yeah. appreciate that's about you yeah you you appreciate bull busting yeah yeah well, i'm amen judge me fucking european Hey, dude, Letter Kenny's one of the greatest shows ever made, by the way. I did pick up on your reference, in case you were wondering. I may have just gotten hard. We've got to go. We've got to go. It's, we're going to start making animal noises over here, guys. Uh, hey, I love you guys to death. All right. Um, yeah, so thank you very much for coming on. And uh, I'll put all of your plugs as well as plugs of all my co-hosts in the comments, or not in the comments, in the fucking show notes. Uh, because this is a podcast and you can't fucking comment. So go fuck yourself. You can comment on my Bitches. podcast, just in case you're wondering. Uh, fuck, where do I... Uh, <laughs> where the fuck is the fucking... It's all the way down the bottom on the right corner. Leave. Oh, man. <laughs> and he's fucking tech support. Uh, uh, you're still recording, by the way. There it is. No, yeah. I'm still recording. Yeah, no. Goddamn fuck. Oh, there we go. It's trendy liberals, Angelina Jolie, and I'm sick of it, and I'm calling you out, scum. Oh. <sighs>